Morning, Matt. My name is Jim Peterson. I'm the chairman and CEO of Valor Metals Corp. Valor trades on the Toronto Venture Exchange, ticker symbol VO, roughly 60 million market cap. We have a uranium project called Angelac in northern Canada, 43 million pounds at 0.69, with lots of growth potential through expiration. We have a palladium platinum project called Pedro Branca, 2.2 million ounces inferred resource, again, with lots of growth potential. And hopefully we'll talk about those today. Okay, well, Jim, like, I appreciate you coming on. I need my my uh, regular dose of the discovery group. So, the, the reason why I say that is because you know, difficult times, got lots of inbound, people needing a bit of handholding, a bit of comfort as to um, you know what's happening in the market and what they should do. You guys, I'm going to start with you know as part of the discovery group, um, have done transactions, you know, uh, Camac over 500 million, you know, Corsa Capital. You know, 250 million, Hathor, 650 million, Northern Empire, 117 million. You guys know how to build companies through cycles, right? So given the current economic climate, uh, and you've got lots of portfolio companies in there too, what gives you comfort that your company will come out the other side of this and all is going to be well again? I think when you're in the in the midst of it, it's sometimes tough to to know with utter confidence that that the the sun will rise. But the sun does rise. Cycles are cycles, and uh, the troughs are very difficult. Um, but we do come through them. And I've been in the business since 1997, so I've seen lots of cycles and uh, felt desperate for sure many times. Uh, but the the confidence that comes with uh, getting through it and knowing that it does end, and knowing that you need to be brave in the trough. Uh, it's easier to be brave at the top. And, uh, and in fact, it's quite foolhardy to be brave at the top. So, you know, right now we're in a difficult time, but the commodities markets aren't really bad and there is capital available. It's bifurcated capital. So, you know, only the good projects are getting funded. Uh, I, I tend not to rely too much on, on cycles. And uh, I do say if you've got a good project, move it forward as you are able to do with the finance and the resources you have at that time. And when the market is good, if you are in a position, you've advanced it and dusted that, give, put enough lipstick on the pig, she'll, she'll fly in the good market. So we're not in a good market right now, but we're driving with expiration to be in a position when, when those markets return. Right. There's money around for good projects now, not so much for bad projects as we saw in 2020. Um, but let's, let's talk about, you know, um, Valor, which is how do you move your projects forward? Because you know, the difficulty you had in terms of the narrative in the marketplace, you kind of got this uranium thing, okay, Anglac going on here, which, you know, you spent a lot of money on historically. And then you kind of got your PGE um, story um, as well. So you've got, to, you've got to fund two things. You We talked last time about strategic review of your asset portfolio. That was back in April. Um, again, Given the market conditions, have you had to change or adapt your strategy or, or your in, intent, or is it kind of steady as she goes? We did change our our strategy when the uranium market got hot enough that we couldn't say no to the money. You know, we were when we had the Angelac property effectively on ice since 2016. We did, and we, initially, I felt it was premature. Let's say in 2017, 2018, 2019, even 2020, to start working on that property again. Um, the market was creeping back, but I'd been kind of, frankly, I'd been stung before by a premature uranium market and uh, didn't want to get stung again. And then the market got strong enough in 2021 near the end that we were able to raise money. So we did change our st strategy and did allocate capital to the uranium project 
in 2021. I think we've made the right move. We've got two rigs there right now drilling. We've got news coming out in the next couple of weeks. So that's what we do. Exploration, adding value through exploration uh, on the Palladium project. Very slow burn down there in terms of costs. We're, what we're finding is a lot of shallow mineralization. Shallow mineralization is actually much cheaper to find than deep mineralization. That sounds like such a, you know, a simple statement, but you know, drilling a 700 meter hole is way more expensive than drilling a, a 10 meter auger hole. So what we're doing down in, um, in uh, Brazil is just, we've got this really effective, productive crew and they are, they are basically knocking out of the park at shallow exploration programs. Right. Okay. But okay. So I, with my investor hat on, my, my retail uh, investor hat on, I'm looking for companies that know how to set themselves up for success, right? I'm looking at your track record, but past performance is no indication of future performance, as they say in finance. So what are you, what are you doing? You're telling me about some of the stuff that, that's, that's happening, but what are the big things that I should look for in terms of, you know, your company Valor or your, your group, Discovery Group, or other investments that I'm looking at? What matters and what doesn't matter? I would argue that past success does actually play into future success. And I think that when you are, when you succeed, the next time you go out after it, you're able to raise more money. You're able to attract better people because they'd like to be involved with, with success. So I, I think it totally affects future performance. And, uh, you know, we've got a really great reputation in terms of discovery group and that helped us build great teams across the board and specifically in Valor. We've got an amazing Brazilian team. We've got great explorationists working for us in Northern Canada at the Angolac property, but great people in the office, great people on the board. That's because we're part of Discovery Group. It's not because we're a solitary company out there that's not had success on an individual basis. Okay, so again, okay, past performance you're arguing it, it is, and 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 I, and I would agree to a large, larger degree that it, it is, uh, you know. And congrats on Great Bear, and congrats on Elemental Royalties recently, and you know we've seen a few of the other um, companies in the portfolio. But come, let me come back to the question, which is for me as an investor looking into companies like this, yeah, apart from past performance. What is it that is important to look at and is not important to look at in times like? these it don't don't panic just because others are panicking don't like it sounds so simple but then when you're in looking at your screen looking at all the red on the screen you might be compelled to panic don't I mean, why i mean one thing that really struck me is a, a friend of mine sends me data on the hedgers positions and i i also um I also trade options as well and buy puts. And, and I did find that in typical investing, I do follow the herd. Like on the day that I felt like I was being contrary and I realized that the most people in history had bought puts that day, for example. So, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not immune to it, but in the mining sector, I think I, I have been, you know, cauterized, let's say, through uh, trial by fire. And I do, I do have a pretty cool head. And I don't lose it. Uh, I don't lose my cool like I did 10, 15 years ago. Um, these are the times when you want to be making investments, for sure. You want to be taking advantage of other people's fear. Um, bids go away. Like literally bids go away. There's huge spreads. You can buy stuff at 30, 40% cheaper than you could have a year ago. 
And I think really like the masses, like don't, don't listen to the masses. Don't do exactly the opposite of what the masses are doing. So that's what you should not be looking at. Don't read the headlines and go, you know what? I should shit the bunk right now and get out of the business. No, the opposite. Get it more involved. If you're a retail investor, pick the best companies, the best projects, the past performance, and buy those ones. But, but that's, guys that's easier said than done, right? Because, you know, they've looked, well, I, you've had a nice bounce recently. There's a few other companies have had a nice bounce since the Fed announcement last week um, too. But it's it's hard when all the charts are going down to dec- decipher wh- where the company's going down just because of the markets or because they're shitty companies when the good companies are also doing the same thing. So I'm, I'm trying to look for clues and cues from you to say, look, it, it comes down to the management team. You take, you've said that. Asset thematics, thematics matter. I, I think, you know, battery metal thematic, uh, matters because EV and infrastructure, uh, matters, um, because in the, the industries are pumping in hundreds of billions of dollars of investment into that space and they're going to need the metals to actually, you know, be able to do what they want to do, whatever, whatever, whatever they want to do. So, do you, do you feel that the like like if we talk about you know Russia Ukraine uh, has obviously changed the the, the global uh, movement of of various metals uh, and 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 fossil fuels? Do you think that when we do come out of this cycle, as as I agree with you, we will, we always do, the world is going to look the same. Do some of those thematics go away? Are you are you fearful for that? Are you watching that? Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I absolutely watch it. I tend not to believe the talking points of the mainstream media. And and I'm not going to throw a conspiracy theorist hat, although people will call me that. But definitely when an uneducated talking head is telling you that a certain thing about commodities or the way the market's going, they're just reading, they're just reading from a script. They don't even know what the hell they're talking about. So I think if if a commodity has real utility regardless of what the politicians are trying to do, that commodity will remain useful. Um, oil and gas, petrochemicals, nuclear, uh, palladium, platinum, gold, silver, nickel, copper, all these minerals and metals will have use. So regardless of what they tell you at the UN or whatever the talking points are, these are absolutely critical metals. They're all critical metals. And a, a good deposit will have value in any market. You just get less for it at, in the trough than you do at the peak. Right. And, and, and just one final one. And look, I don't want to kind of touch base with you and sort of see, see how things are. Um, one final one. Um, PGEs, it's, we've talked about in the past, it's, it's much misunderstood or quite frankly, most people aren't interested in it because they don't actually understand into what thesis it feeds. Um, is, does that does that thesis still hold true? You know, um, are you again concerned about substitution, changing markets, changing needs? I mean, is is your product one the world needs? Yeah, I think that the substitution may or may not be inevitable down the road. There'll be different uses for useful metals, though. And in in terms of actual ESG, real ESG, a catalytic converter does real ESG. It cleans up the environment, cleans up noxious fumes. So at this point in time, it is ESG, the catalytic converter, and which is what platinum and palladium for the most part for industrial uses are used. And on the uranium side, you know, we were watching to see what the EU would do 
um, in terms of whether nuclear was green or not. And quite frankly, if you know anything about the nuclear sector, you know it is. And it's actually one of the safest and well, best run businesses, I believe, in the world. They are very careful. They're like a Swiss watch personified. And it is an amazing source of energy. So I think nuclear has a real place. And particularly, I think people are coming to the realization, even the mainstream media, it's like, you need base load power. You don't need intermittent power if you want to have a real economy. Nuclear petrochemicals provide that. Okay, well, look, um, we, we, we have a whole bunch of questions sent in with regards to the different projects and the drill programs, and the exploration and money and, and so forth. But um, you're short of time um, and need need to be else, elsewhere, as do I. Um, we thought we'd do five, 10 minutes, just catch up anyway um, to, to um, um, see, how, see how things are going broadly, high level. Uh, we've agreed to speak in September. Uh, yep. We'll maybe ask you those same questions. Sorry, the, the, those questions have been sent in then. So thank you very much for everyone who sent those in. We haven't forgotten about it. It's just we, we just... We didn't have time. We we're going to cancel it, uh, but we thought we'd do five, 10 minutes anyway. So we, we will come back to that one. Okay. Um, I better let you go, Jim. Um, appreciate you making the time to sit today. Feel super important. I like that. Yeah. Well, I do actually have to go. I do actually have to go. Yeah. It, 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 I treat, I treat you with, with respect at some point. Um, so here it is. Today's the day. Uh, Jim, good to see you. Speak to you soon. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Matt.